Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. This is Julie Dolan. This is Liz Dolan. This is Sheila Dolan. This is Monica Dolan. This is Leanne Dolan. You're listening to another classic, classic, classic episode of Satellite Sisters to Go. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation, any conversation, any conversation can. Sisters, welcome everybody. It's great to be with you. I am Sheila Dolan here with my sister Leanne. Leanne, how are you doing? You know what? Every time I hear that song, I think, why don't more of the American Idol contestants sing Rob Thomas? Why are they singing 40 year old songs when that is a great idol song? Leanne, I don't know it's a, either. It's just a mystery. It's maddening. It's, it's maddening it's to me. It's baffling. Mo- maybe Monica, our American Idol expert in Portland, can explain that. Monica? <laughs> I don't know. You know, they just go with like the Aretha Franklin and the Stevie Wonder, and half of them can't reach that level i know know why they do it where this week it was like the people that really stood out for me were the people that sang the modern songs right songs written literally in the last 30 years i don't know why they just go i I can't understand it get some rob thomas boys it's so easy it is yeah you don't get pitchy with the rob thomas you know what (laughs) i mean that is the main complaint that's all i know that's all they ever say uh anyway you know sisters i uh this is sheila i've been back you know, from vacation. So yesterday I wanted to start. I just, oh, by the way, this is the last of the Gap Cable Knit sweaters oh. that I'm wearing today. Okay. I saw you looking at it and, uh, you know, I had three. Right. Two, two are, you know, two disintegrated right. after the first walk. Right. This is the last freestanding cable knit sweater, I think, in Santa Monica. Okay. <laughs> <Of the> triumvirate. <laughs> that's, that's it. Just wanted to announce that. Mm. Okay. And, and then the t shirt underneath. Is yes. that new? No, this is the Banana Republic, t- you know, the, the blue. Tight tea. Okay. Yeah, the Yeah, the, the baby egg blue, whatever right. you call it, Liam, which you like always looks good on you. Yes. Anyway, all right. Okay. I digress. <laughs> anyway, I was back, and so I decided to get organized, you know, financially. Sure. Once again, go through my bills and things like that. Yeah, because things can get away from you when you're on vacation, and really, mm-hmm. it's, oh, yeah. it's just a pain. <laughs> things get away from you. Yes, they do. Well, the first thing I wanted to take care of was that credit card that got blocked when I was in New York. Oh, I, I thought, didn't know you had that. <laughs> oh, oh, that little thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That happens all the time when I when I go to New York and I buy lots of things for my daughter. Oh, okay. You're out of town, and the credit it looks card, suspicious. It, yeah, it looks so. I wanted to unblock it. Sure, Simple, right, right. Simple. So you bit, 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 You get all the recordings. You know, a million different choices, and then finally, when I get you know an operator. Yeah. Um. Oh, then they tell no. I before I got the operator, they have the recording. You know, your payment is due, and then. They said the words, which I've never heard, and this uh, with this particular credit card, which I've had for over a year. Oh, and you are past due. Oh. And I was like, what? You are past due two payments. 
And wow. this was, I mean, this was stunning news to me. <laughs> uh, very upsetting, of course. Because you are very diligent now about stuff. Right. So I got that operator on the phone, and I started just going off. I mean, I was so... Why did you doubt without, them? With, without the facts, you <laughs> started going off? I had no facts. I just started making up... Ex I said, they, the bills never arrived. No bills. I've never, I've never missed a payment. Yeah. You know, the bills did not come. This is impossible. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, the first operator was very nice. They said, well, I don't think it's going to go on your record. And if you pay the minimum payment now... And which I did over the phone. Right. There was a whole situation. I mean, I was completely flabbergasted by the whole thing. Oh, and that's then a I, bummer. And then I, because I, you know, I'm getting ready to buy a home. Right. You want to clean it, keep I, that record I clean. I want to keep it clean. And yeah. this is, this is not just one, but two payments. Mm. So something, I mean, something was going on. Um, and then uh, what I did was I got off the phone and started calling my people. Yeah, and just <laughs> who just, are who are your people? Just lots of people, lots your of friends, friends or, or Anto, your banker. No, I didn't call Anto, but I did. I called my friend, and my friend Catherine said, "Well, I have a loan officer. You know, I was going to, you know, introduce you to the loan officer for your house. Why don't you call her and ask her advice?" So, I, so just a freelance loan officer. I called up a complete stranger, Leon, <laughs> and started venting to her. And uh, she she told me, "Well, you're going to buy a house in the next two months." I said, no. <laughs> Maybe it's going to look like more like two years now. So anyway, we went, we went back and forth on that. And uh, then, of course, I called Monica. Right, okay. Monica? I usually am the voice of reason. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes. But I, I don't have... Yeah, I, I tried to help you, right, Sheila? You did, I, was, I was sympathetic. You were sympathetic, which I, I really appreciate, and you always are. And, and then you said what? You said, I, I missed a mortgage payment once, right, Monica? <laughs> I said I made a, one late payment on my mortgage, and I tried to sort of blame it on the mortgage company. But, of course, I found it in the trash later on. Oh. So that was, I mean, but one late mortgage payment in 10 years is not bad. No, it's but not I, a history of late payments. Yeah, but I, uh, but I did tell Sheila that if you've missed your credit card, payments just even one or two it is going to show up on your credit report yes right it, your yeah, credit ratings can do you have any idea what your old credit rating it was high was? when i went to get the uh my rent uh leased car my credit report was very high mm -hmm. much to my surprise right. because i have had a history of credit card debt but in the last 10 years i've really worked hard to clean it up right so that's why this blemish is really upsetting i don't know what i should do I don't know if there's any way I can get that off. 866-33-SISTER, 866-337-4783. If by chance Sheila did not call you yesterday. Oh, yeah. And it, uh, it sounds like she started calling a lot of random people, but if you <laughs> happen to know how, how you oh, can yeah. help her get this off her credit report, give us a call, 866-33-SISTER. And by the way, I mean, this is full disclosure, right? Okay, I found the bill buried in my desk. Always. Yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, Sheila, you know, what I told you yesterday, what happened to me was when I went to buy a house, I didn't have good credit, and there were some blemishes on my credit report, payments I had missed. On I don't own a credit card. I never have. I've only had, like, an American Express card, which you need to pay in full every month. I don't put anything on credit, but I had missed a couple of payments. So what my mortgage dude, whatever his name was, that was a <laughs> yes. long time ago, told me is I had to write a letter saying – the Explaining. reason I had missed the payments. Okay. And that, I said I was traveling. Mm, I don't know. Okay, so what 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 would be a good excuse for me? I mean, two months. That's 
And he said, oh, why didn't you call us? And ask where the bill was. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm really. <laughs> yeah. I'm really, I, I mean, you're really going to keep track of your 15 bills that come in a month. And I, I mean, I'm sure some people do. Right. And if they don't get a bill, they call. But most people. Most people don't. So, I mean, I can just say for the last two months I've had. Uh, it's been award season. <laughs> <laughs> Tell I mean, them you've been like I have, the whole pre-Oscar buildup. Yeah. You were uh, seeing I, movies. You right. were at award ceremonies. Right. I am an entertainment reporter i am entertaining sheila i was out there doing sure did you tell him yeah yeah i was at the sag awards how could i i can't be bothered with credit cards exactly i was getting the spray on tan i mean i am sorry but i am an entertainment (laughs) reporter i mean there's got to be a way i can get that off so that was upsetting right monica yeah it is i mean it's just too bad that something that's very minor you know it's probably not that much money you had to pay to make a minimum payment for the two months but it does leave like a big scar on your credit why score. is it so big that's what i don't understand why i, I, I think they're looking I mean, for an excuse to decrease your credit score i yeah. cannot answer I mean, that i, I am, am not fico person. i am a good person and uh yeah no i i mean i'm just it, it's it's kind of it's very maddening and maybe you can get I, your doctor to write a note <laughs> You can, yeah, you get your doctor to write notes for all kinds of other things. You know, maybe. Dr. Chen did see me. I had that, remember that mysterious sinus infection? Right. That was this last past month. So yeah. that that could factor in. Yeah. I yeah. mean, 866-33-SISTER, if you know how I can get this off my credit report, or if you can just help me in general. <laughs> okay. Christine is calling from Florida. Hi, Christina. You're on with the Satellite Sisters. Hi, I think I may have some, like, rainbow in your black cloud. Oh, Oh, Christina, Christina. thank you. (laughs) Okay, a couple things. Most credit card companies don't report to the credit agencies until you're 90 days late. So if you were only two payments behind, the most you were late was 60 days on your second one, and on on your most current, you were 30 days late. They need to notify you in writing before they report you to the credit agency. I didn't know that. Christina. Yeah, so you may want to call your credit card company and ask if you were reported. And most, if you were only 60 days late, they're probably going to tell you, no, you were not. And if they say, yes, you were, then you say, well, why wasn't I notified in writing? Okay. Oh, okay, right. good line. Write yeah, that I mean, you line do, down. You do, you, do have, you do have rights. Okay. Okay, I was supposed to be notified in writing. Oh, I <laughs> right. did not get that. Okay. Yeah, and most of the time they do not put it on a blemish on your credit report. It's normally credit card protocol. You know, I don't know which credit card this was. But uh, most of them will tell you that they don't report you until 90 days. All right. Well, I, I had two conflicting reports yesterday. And Christina, if- you sound very professional. Do you do this for a living? No, but my mother used to work for a very large firm. Okay. Excellent, excellent <laughs> advice. See, Thank there you, you go. Christina. Christina's so helpful. A little Christina, rainbow. leave your number so Sheila can call you <laughs> next time. <laughs> Thanks, Christina. Okay, Jessica is calling from Ohio. Jessica, do you have good news for Sheila? Well, basically, yeah, I had the same situation happen to me, and I was actually out of town a good deal during that portion of time. I missed two payments, actually. Yeah, and it was uh, due to um, helping a family member who was sick at the time, and I explained that to the credit card company, and they were very understanding, and similar to your last caller, it was the same deal. It's up to them to actually file that with the credit report company. So they went ahead and waived it and were very understanding given the history of strong payment and payment on time for a long time. So now, I, Je- I, Jessica, what was your demeanor when you talked to the credit <laughs> card company? Because I think this is where Sheila could use some advice. 
Yeah, um, I would really err on the side of being overly polite. Oh, <laughs> I forgot to do that yesterday. <laughs> I yeah. was very not. I was not polite at all. You okay, were just, accusatory. Weren't yes, you, I can. Sheila? But I can call back if I can get another operator. I will be polite. <laughs> yeah, tell them it was your evil twin or something, and 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 that called the first time, and that you're you're there to to really fight this because uh, they will. They really are understanding if you if you can prove the history of, of good payment records. All right, okay, Jessica, thank you, Jessica. Excellent advice just please i mean think about that have a nice meal first right make sure my blood sugar is don't call stabilized. hungry do not call hungry i was pretty hangry yesterday <laughs> when i called Ooh. all right 866-33-SISTER 866-337-4783 we're the satellite sisters you can give us a call anytime got lots more coming up in this hour stay with us And you know what? I'm not going to grovel. Because you know what they did? What? Just, a, just an epilogue to the story of the credit card. Yeah. Sheila Dolan here with my sisters, Leanna and Monica. Okay. They're going to jack up my APR to get this. 32%. That's what they told me. How? What did you say to those people no, on the no, no, phone? No. no, how mean? No, I had like a zero APR. I know. And then I defaulted, okay? <laughs> oh, Sheila. I know. All right. You just have to cut up the card now. I yeah, know. It's I can't like you have it. to start from zero I can't again. use it, all right? And, I mean, Mary's uh, calling from California. Yes, I don't know. Online baking. Maybe I should try it with another card, Mary. What do you think? Well, I think you should set it up so it's automatic payment, and that way I'll pay the minimum. You know, I don't know how often you use the card, but at least the minimum payment will be met. So when you do find your statements and realize you haven't paid paid it off, you'll uh, still be in the good. But, yeah, if you had a 0% and uh, you didn't make your payments, yeah, you just lost that uh now, oh, yes. Yeah, so, Mary, God. thank you, thank you. And it's, <laughs> All right, it's, good it's, luck. it's a mess. Oh, yes. Don't anything. forget to go on to annualcreditreport.com and get your free credit report. That way, you can see if they've actually reported you. Okay, thank That's you. That's a good idea. You know, that Mary. is a good idea because it's Sheila. It's free once a year. You can get a credit report from like the three or four biggest agencies. Mary, and thank did you, you, Sheila. Did you get one last year? No, I did not. Okay, well, no, I haven't checked mine in a few years. Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we did it on the show a couple of years ago when it first started. We all got them. So here you go. I mean, you can get. That's a good suggestion for Mary. And then the online, but you got to get a new credit card. I know, now. I do. I know I do, and uh, and I will, and I will build up my credit once again. Just just go with the GAF credit card because you don't really need, need to charge anywhere else. I think you can actually get food and water now at the GAF. So, Leah, well, I just you. I just got an offer for a Starbucks card. That might okay. help you out, Sheila. All right, there why you not? Go. Again, you can buy groceries at Starbucks too, <laughs> gifts, and some of those T-shirts and stuff when you need to and, fill out your wardrobe. And CDs. Oh yeah, yes. CDs. Okay, You're right. That's all you need. One-stop shopping. Yeah. Yep, at Starbucks. At the Gap. Okay. Hey, I know that you're in the market 
for a house. This may be a temporary setback, but I hope that you're not looking in the 18 to $30 million range. Uh, you know, I haven't yet. Because I, I, you know, I really, yes. You haven't started looking in that range because I think I don't want you to get into a bidding war with David Beckham and his wife, Victoria. Okay, what is going on? Well, you know, they're moving to Los Angeles because David Beckham is going to come play for the Galaxy, so they're house hunting. And so here in the hot property section of the L.A. Times, we got some good details about what exactly they're looking for. Oh, First of all, they've they've seen about 20 homes. Are in that, you? Whoa. First of all, that there are 20 homes in the 18 to $30 million range is kind of surprising. And that's 20 different outfits for Posh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 20 different uh, pantsuits with cutouts. And, yeah. But here's the deal. They do not want to fix her. They just, they don't oh, want for to be eight, bothered. For, for 18 mil? No, 18 They're not mil, looking at fixers. They're not. No, they, they want something that is good to go. Good in for the 18 them. to $30 million, yes. million dollar range. They're definitely looking in your Brentwood, your Beverly, your Beverly Hills area, but they did not see anything they loved. So, but agents said not to worry because a lot of stuff in that price range may come up on the market again, you know, at the end of the school season. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Okay, so just don't get into a bidding war with them. Okay, Liam, okay? I'll remember that. All right, excellent. All right, coming up, lots more here on Satellite Sisters. Wow, Monica, you have a product review for us. I have, I have quite a few pro new products, Liam, that I'd like to talk about. That you have questions about, you have comments about, yes. you have thoughts about. Excellent. 866-33-SISTERS, our number, we're the Satellite Sisters. Satellite Sisters, great to be with you. Sheila Dolan here with my little sisters today, Leon and Monica. Hard to believe that I am the mature sister <laughs> in this group. <laughs> By age, anyway. 866-33-SISTER is our number, 866-337-4783. Sheila, I know we're getting to some breaking food news. Oh, I yes. I have to admit, I got a good laugh out of the food section yesterday at, in the New York Times. All right. Because I know you just were in New York. You were visiting your your daughter, Ruth. She's 24. 24. She's a filmmaker slash restaurant person. Yes, right? she is. She's had about 10 restaurant jobs in the last year. Right. And every time I talk to you, she's <laughs> starting off again someplace oh. else. So I was like, how's Ruthie? What's she doing now? Well, she just quit Momofuku. Right. Right. And say that, you got to say that name carefully because if you say it wrong. Right. All right. Momofuku. Right. New Noodle House in Lower Manhattan. As she described it to me, she was the hostess in charge of a hot, trendy new noodle house. Right. And she didn't care that, you know, people didn't care that they had to wait an hour or two hours outside. Uh, she didn't care what she looked like when she showed up for work because I saw her going to work uh, <laughs> while I was there. I was like, are you going to brush your hair? Um she said, no, Mom, it's casual. So oh. anyway, 
So I had to laugh. She she quit, right? Oh yeah, she How quit. How long she lasts? Like two weeks? No, she was there two weeks. Yeah. Right? You know, she what Ruth does is she gets her first paycheck, looks at it, and does a whole Norma Ray. Yeah. You know, storms out. This is not a you know a livable wage. Right. Uh, you know. She, so it's better to have no job. Absolutely. To make your point. I know. Absolutely. You Ruth know, is amazing. Goes into the kitchen, organizes the workers in there. To unionize. Storms in- <laughs> out yeah. without a job and always picks herself up again and goes on to another job. Well, the New York Times, like the day after she quit, gave it two stars. Oh, gave it like a very good review. And I just had to laugh. Oh, well, like she manages to quit some of the best restaurants in New York. Right. Well, she, uh, that night that Frank Bruni, the, the restaurant reviewer for the New York Times, the very in. influential restaurant reviewer for the New York Times. Right. Yeah. Ruth showed up in, you know, unkempt hair and uh, no makeup. <laughs> oh, when he was there? Yes. The night he was there. And I don't know if she's mentioned. I, I didn't see her mentioned by name, but I'll look for um, unkempt Hostess. Hostess. <laughs> I'll Google that and <laughs> see if she's in there. Right. And I remember what she told me about the evening was at the end of the evening, she brought him the wrong check. Oh. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know what? That is not mentioned here. And, of course, didn't care because she's not impressed with anyone. <laughs> okay. All right. And oh. then did she mention livable wage to him? Was there any exchange over that? You know. That's not mentioned No, in she might not have. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think people that dine there care about livable wages. Yeah. Or maybe they do, but, you know. You know, so anyway, you know, she is she is busy, busy at her new job. I don't know where she's working now, but I'll keep you informed. Okay. Because I'm sure it will be the next best restaurant in the New York Times. <laughs> anyway, more food news. Hey, people, did you read that Whole Foods... Whole Foods Market, the natural foods grocer, is going to make an offer to buy Wild Oats, the smaller competitor. Now, we have talked often about Wild Oats Supermarket on this show, right, Monica? Yes, we have. You know what, Sheila, I saw that, and I was thinking, are they going to call it Whole Oats? (laughs) (laughs) Whole Oats? Well, first they need to, I mean, they basically, they need to, (laughs) they need to get food, all right? And I believe. Why do you say that? <laughs> because Wild Oats is the only supermarket in America that has no food. It is. It has very little food there. You're right. Agree. It has a giant like gift department, candles, aromatherapy, Crocs. Crocs, <laughs> right? They have a lot of vitamins and minerals yeah. and supplements and massage oil and 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 soaps and you know M- Monica on Labrats. We have often. You know, we you know we do some late night shopping. You know, when it gets down to the wire, what do I say? Oh, I have to go to Wild Oats. And what happens every time I go to Wild Oats? You come back and you complain about it. Empty you handed. say there's no there's no food, even right. the time you went to get peanut butter. Well, I know that Whole Foods once they buy Wild Oats, they're going to put peanuts in that natural peanut butter dispenser. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to charge about like twenty eight dollars a pound for the peanut butter. Because the thing about uh, Whole Foods is it's expensive. Really expensive. You know, and well, wild oats is expensive. Well, but now I, if they buy wild oats, wild oats is going to be more expensive. I know. I was surprised that they said they had, quote, rather mundane earnings because it's $6 for a red pepper <laughs> at Whole Foods. You know it is. And people just swarm that store and love it. Grocery well, they stores have- work on very small margins. What okay, is, what does that you, mean? <laughs> grocery store economist. Yeah, well, you know, I know I know a little something about the grocery business for various reasons. Uh, my husband appraises a lot of grocery stores, and they work on very meaning their the, the amount of money they spend every day to keep the business in going. You know, buying the food, right. paying the health insurance, owning the real estate, keeping every is 
is just slightly below what they what they actually make. So they run on like a six to eight percent margin. It's oh, a yeah. pretty small well, margin. Well the margin at Wild Oats was really small then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well luckily in Portland we have kind of an anecdote to the whole juggernaut, the whole Whole Foods Wild Oats thing because we really? have this market called New Seasons. New- and it's a small chain. New Seasons. Okay. I know it gets confusing with these names. Yeah. <laughs> yes. New Seasons and it was a bunch of managers at the Wild Oats here who kind of spun off and started their own small chain. Wow. Incredibly (laughs) popular. Leon, next time you come to Portland, you have to come with me. Yes, you know that my dream is to own a grocery store. Right. New Seasons is a happening. I mean, they've got it all right. And they have food in New Seasons? They have food. They have other stuff, but it's mainly food and it's mainly local produce. And it's a great, very popular store. And you know what they have there? Customer service. I'm not saying they don't have customer service at Whole Foods or Wild Oats. but Well, they don't have customer service at Wild Oats. I mean, but- that's the whole thing. There's no one in there. I mean, it's it's like a ghost town. You it, can- it, it is kind of deserted. They built a giant brand new one in Portland, and it is. You could kind of fire a cannon through there at 6 p.m., which is a bad sign for a grocery store when most people are supposed to be shopping. You know what they do have, though? They have that massage therapist because that you can get a, a chair massage chair massage at Wild Oats. It Again, is enjoyable. Right. There's no one working the deli counter, but you can get a chair massage there. So it does, you know, speaking of this, so we have this new seasons, and then we have this other small grocery store that opened and the name of it is market of choice my friends call it the market of last resort because it's right in their <laughs> it's right in their town hey speaking of food i have a couple of little food tidbits okay uh, some funny ones i i read today that kentucky fried chicken they're introducing this new fish sandwich and it's called the fish snacker Okay, and they hope it will be popular during the Lent season when more people, which is now, mm-hmm. Ash Wednesday was yesterday, when mm. more people uh, Sounds eat, good. eat fish. So, I, I mean, this is kind of a publicity ploy, but they wrote the Pope, okay? Oh. The president of KFC sent a personal note to the Vatican, and they're asking Pope Benedict to bestow his papal blessings on the new <laughs> fish snack. oh. snacker oh, yeah. sandwich. How about the biscuits? Is the Pope going <laughs> to bless mean, the biscuits and dress and gravy too? You know, here's oh. what I, I'd like to say about KFC. It's Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's not Kentucky Fried <laughs> Snackers. Right. Fish snackers. Right. right. If I want fried chicken, I'm going to go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. If I want fish, I don't care if the Pope is blessed or not. I'm not going to KFC <laughs> right, right. during the Lenten season. So another product that I just have to comment on. I mean, I... I was flabbergasted last night. I watched a little bit of TV. It was yeah. my night for Lost. American Idol. I wanted to see the girls. And I saw an ad for Life Cereal. Have you seen this? They have a new cereal out, and it has chunks of chocolate in it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Life Cereal with chunks of chocolate. Okay. Life They're Cereal prom- is good cereal. Oh, it is. It's dynamite. But now they have like seven or six or seven different brands. So... They're promoting the chunks of chocolate as sort of the, the health benefits of eating dark chocolate. So it's cereal and chocolate. Oh, okay, so is the market, was, is, are they marketing it to women? Um, well, there was a woman in the app okay. who was enjoying her chunks of chocolate <laughs> okay, in well. the morning with her coffee. But their motto is, Sheila, you're going to love this. I think I like this. Everything in life is better when you start your day. 
with a touch of chocolate. Oh, a oh touch a of touch chocolate. chocolate. We that's have been talking good. about a touch of everything here. Oh, yeah. that's good. And I'm thinking this would be a good lab rats. A good, uh, we should do cereal coming up and maybe with a touch of chocolate in yes, the morning. Yes, we're getting a lot of head nodding from the booth. John Ramos, Joanne DeLeos Young, yes. Okay, because bring it on. Because we haven't done cereal, that's hard to believe. Right, and there's some new Cheerios products and a life. Let's go for it, Monica. Okay. With the t- touch <laughs> of chocolate. Right ch- on. We'd like really a chunk of chocolate in <laughs> <Yeah>. the morning. <laughs> well, you can have a touch of chocolate at night, too, before you go to bed. <laughs> And, and some chocolate snackers. <laughs> they probably have many little uh, uh, sensible portions of life's chunk of chocolate. All right, now we're losing it, okay. so we need to take a break. We're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. today and we're getting more food news from monica yay let's talk food it's exciting okay let's talk food sheila i read a a report on this is kind of a science of the obvious okay but uh most american workers most depend on caffeine to get them through their day not so surprising i depend on caffeine to get me through life i know i I was thinking about you so life with chocolate chunks (laughs) with a nice little hazelnut coffee okay yeah okay so most american workers they either drink coffee soda or they eat chocolate to get them through the day this was the survey by workplace media they said eight out of ten workers ingest caffeine at work and about half of those workers drink coffee. So then they went on, Sheila, and I'm, I'm sure you'll be pleased with this. They had a couple of tips for new ways to get your daily caffeine. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Not just ingesting? Okay. Not just, well, it, it's ingesting, but listen to this. This North Carolina scientist, Robert Buchanan, and he has actually done some groundbreaking work in tests for infectious diseases like bird flu and HIV. Well, now I think he wants to make a little bit of dough, okay? (laughs) So he has created caffeinated donuts and bagels. Okay, he has found a way to inject donuts and bagels with caffeine, and he's going to call them buzzed, buzzed donuts and buzzed bagels. And he's trying to get them to be marketed at Krispy Kreme, Starbucks, and Dunkin' Donuts. All right. So that's a double hit. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I mean, I enjoy the taste of coffee. Right. And this is, you know, I love the ritual of getting coffee. I mean, I guess I would eat a caffeinated donut, but it's a buzz a, donut. It's kind of overkill, isn't it? Yeah, it's the sugar and You're the caffeine. You're getting the sugar. Do it you? is. Or you and could just have a donut and coffee. Right. And what if you had a chocolate donut? 
Right. That, that was a buzz donut. With a double latte. You've been going all day. But here is some good news for uh, Diet Coca-Cola lovers, because, Lee, and I know sometimes you enjoy a Diet Coke. Every day. Just one, but it's the highlight of my day. <laughs> and I certainly do. You Every day. You will love this news, because Coca-Cola just announced they are launching a new version of Diet Coke, and it's going to have vitamins and minerals in it, Leah. Oh. You're kidding me. It's called, isn't that a good idea? Yes, I'll take it. It's called Diet Coke Plus. That's what it's going to be called. And it's going to contain niacin, vitamins B and 12, Ooh. magnesium, and zinc. That's jacking you up, Leah. Calorie-free. Of course, wow. you, you could just take your multivitamin. Right. And down it with Diet Coke. But now or it's you going to be. Stuff your vitamin into the jelly donut <laughs> and then eat that with the Diet Coke. <laughs> you can... okay. okay. That's not, the show is not over yet. We just have to hold it no. together. Oh, I'm oh, holding it together. I'm okay. just thinking of new ideas. I'm, okay. You know, I'm, I'm just free associating here. You know what? I think that's pretty clever marketing, actually. Diet Coke with vitamins and minerals. As so. long as they don't change the signature flavor in any way. As long, you know, I just, I like that the flavor that is Diet Coke. Lee, and I agree with you every once in a while. You know, mom and dad, they serve a lot of Diet Coke at their house. Yes. Not a lot, but they always ask you, do you want a Coke? Yeah. Meaning Diet, Diet Coke. Coke. And I enjoy having a Diet Coke with them when I go over to their house. Okay, let's move on to cars because I know, Lee, and you bought a new car. Yes. This week or last week. This you, week. You got yeah, a just pre-owned a... car. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but it's new to me. <laughs> okay. So we're right. calling it new. It's new to me. So the Wall Street Journal, they had a piece today on new car features that are marketed uh, to women. Oh, okay? okay. They have some special features that they think women would be interested in. Okay. Some are good ideas. Some are absolutely ridiculous, okay. in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> the first one is a uh, no-skip brake pedal. Oh, no slip brake pedal. Okay? okay, that's a good idea. It is a good idea. So it, they said it will make driving with high heels easier, right. which is not really my problem because I can't even walk in high heels. Okay, <laughs> I rarely drive in high heels. But you know what? I know a lot of women do. Right. Many, many women wear high heels to work and they're driving to work or they're driving out. I have a slip problem when I'm wearing my clogs sometimes or my flip-flops, which are usually my my driving choice uh, shoes. So. Flip-flops are not good to drive in, Leon. No, I know. That's why I need the no-skip. No, <laughs> no slip. No slip. No, no slip. slip pedals. No good. slip. Okay. The second idea, which I thought was great, is that uh, cars are being coming with now auto emergency kits. That are not only emergency kits, but they come with instructions on how to change a tire. Oh, My car has you, one of those. Lord, My car has good. a first aid kit and an auto emergency kit in the car. Very does nice. it have an instruction about how to change a tire? I don't know. I'm okay. sure it does. Check I mean, it out. And some of them, some of these new auto emergency kits are coming with um, memberships to an auto safety club. Oh, that's a good idea. Which is good. Yeah. Automatically enroll in that. And then finally, to the ridiculous. Yeah. And as our father would say, get a load of this, hard to believe, lavender scented tires. Okay, here, what? here is the idea. I, I know like that. I it's enjoy an that. oil-based aromatic strip that's on your tire. And when it's heated up, it releases lavender aromatherapy. And it, the idea is that when you come home at night and you park your car, it scents your garage <laughs> that... with lavender aromatherapy. 
Okay. Wow. Why not? I mean, lavender is... I love lavender. I enjoy lavender. The only problem with that is that lavender puts you to sleep. It does put you... I know that, Sheila. So if if you pause at all in your garage to, like, listen to the end of a radio show, as I often do... Right. You, you, may, you may fall into a lavender stupor, <laughs> a lavender tire-induced stupor. <laughs> okay. Or you could just plant lavender around your garage. Yes, that's you another. That's what I did. A lot of lavender around my garage. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. You can always reach us at SatelliteSisters.com. You can listen live to the show there. You can download a podcast if you're away from your radio. You're not going to want to miss Lab Rats tomorrow with Sarah Fresheners. So check out all the listening options at SatelliteSisters.com. Satellite Sisters, yes, we are. Welcome, everybody. I'm Sheila Dolan, here with my sister, Leanne. Leanne, hey, Sheila. How you doing today? I'm fantastic. Good, Great. Good to see you. Monica's in Portland. Monica, you're coming down tomorrow. Very exciting to have you back in the studio tomorrow. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to be excited to be there. Yeah, I'll be with you guys all weekend. Aren't you, you coming I- today? Yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> You know, I don't well, like to. Well, you will be in the studio tomorrow. Okay. Well, I, we I will, knew, we I may knew. not see you tonight. I knew she, Sheila wasn't offering to pick me up at the airport, so I just thought I'd gloss over that. Actually, Liz is going to pick me up today at LAX. Oh, okay. well, you didn't ask. I mean, I again, I would be there if you asked. I know you would, Sheila. And I, th- I thought you mentioned something about taking a cab, but you are here on the show today doing Believe It or Not, and that's all that matters, right, Monica? That is all that matters, right? I have a special one coming coming up for you guys oh and might there might be a bonus round to it bonus. Oh. oh that means a second try <laughs> Leanne. we like that also we're going to be talking with the author of the book unhooked which is really a disturbing trend it, it is if you're a parent uh of a of a middle schooler or a high school kid or a college kid i urge you to stay tuned laura session steph has been reporting on sort of the sexual mores of kids in high school and college for a long time now. We've all heard the phrase hooking up. It can mean a variety of things, but uh, this author has really gone in depth with girls in high school and girls in college to see how they really view sex and how it influences their uh, perception of love and relationships. And I got to tell you, Sheila, the book scared the heck out of me it really it really did because it just paints a picture of a generation she focused on women of a generation of young women that are just completely disassociating sex from love and the impact that it has on their relationships in the future and the way they feel about themselves now some really startling startling conversations she had with young women okay we're going to talk about that that. Uh, but monica that's right you are coming to santa monica that's right because we have a special assignment don't we this weekend yeah that's right we're going to be covering what is it the red or the brown or the blue carpet it is the the blue carpet the blue carpet at the independent spirit awards in santa monica this is sort of a really funky uh down home award show right before the oscars all of the stars are going to be there 
but everybody wears blue jeans. It's oh, really, cool. really fun. Very, very cool. So Monica's going to be my associate producer, right, Monica? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hopefully she'll have the list of the nominees and the potential winners. So we've got to think up some questions. We will. Them. Don't worry. We'll think of questions uh, five minutes before we go on. Just bring your clipboard. So I'm right. excited about that. Last year, Sheila assigned me the clipboard and the pen, <laughs> and I was supposed to identify stars as they were coming down the red carpet or the blue carpet so we could ask them questions. You know who I saw was going to be there this year? Who? Laura Dern and uh, David Lynch. Oh, well, that's a crazy kind of couple, isn't <laughs> that it? That is. That would be quite quite an interview, Whoa. wouldn't it, Sheila? You know what? You almost don't have to ask them anything. You know what I mean? Right. They could just go off. They uh, so- are. I know they're getting a special award for, because the Spirit Awards is more for films that have an independent spirit, you know. Right, most of which we haven't seen, but that's okay. (laughs) That's not going to stop us, Monica, from asking the probing questions. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Leanne, yesterday, remember how much fun it was to talk to Carlton Cuse, the executive producer and writer on Lost? Yes. And he gave me that tip. Yeah. So I could stay up late. Mm-hmm. And so he told me to take a nap. And that's exactly in the afternoon. That's exactly what I did really? yesterday. I took a short nap. You know, Lost is now on at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of tough for me because I don't usually stay up that late. Yes. But now I'm starting to embrace. That's kind of my lost time. Okay. You know, 10 o'clock is late at night. I'm a little bit tired. So last night I made sure all the kitchen ditch- dishes were done. I turned down the lights and I just had my lost time. So you could focus. Focus, really on focus. The, on the couch, focusing, right. But he told us that there were a lot of Star Wars references, Stephen King, and biblical references yeah. lost in the writing. And so I cued into that last night, Leanne. Okay. And there were a, quite a few biblical references in the episode. And it was an excellent episode because, of course, it featured Jack. Okay. Well, mine is trapped on TiVo because I did not get to take a, a nap yesterday afternoon, so I could not stay up for the ten o'clock loss. But oh, I'm going to get to it okay, tonight. Okay. So no spoilers. But no, did you enjoy no it? spoilers. It no, was Monica's a, good at the no. Spoilers. Yeah. No, it was a great episode. Really, okay. really good. Uh, I don't want to give any spoilers. Okay. Away. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you know, the reason I could not nap in the afternoon was because I had a small, um, a small situation. You know, I have the new car, and I'm just sort of getting used to the new car keys. <laughs> Because oh no, Leanne! I, I had an old-fashioned car with just a key. You know, I didn't have keyless remote entry or anything. So now I have this keyless remote entry. And what does that? What does that mean? Well, it means you can give it a click, click, and your car opens and shuts. Well, yeah, that's what most keys do. I know, but I had a 12-year-old car. Oh, okay, Sheila, all so right. So 12 years ago, most keys did not right. do that. Well, so, key, keys aren't your thing to begin with. No, I know, and I lost <laughs> many. I've lost many of them. I just have a hard time keeping my eye on the keys. So I guess it was no surprise yesterday afternoon. My sons have been on vacation all week, so Grandma took them to the movies yesterday, which was lovely. My mother-in-law had the kids. So I could come home. I needed to run a few errands. I was hoping, you know, to get to the parkour in the park to do my workout Why do you torment yourself? Are you going back there again? Yeah, well, I'll explain it all. So, of course, I got home. I had a carload full of groceries, no house key. Had the new car keys. No house key. Oh, Leah. No house key. I had just That's left a nightmare for you. The wad of, and you know, you've got the ice cream. It's melting. Clock is ticking. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, done. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did manage to, you know, reposition um, the frozen food on top of, like, the salmon and the beef food. I thought, at least I can keep it cold because I had to wait for my mother in law, who has the extra key to my house. 
to come back from the movies. Oh, Lynn. So what do I do? I think, well, now's an opportunity. I'm going to have to go walk the dog, even though I was like in my work clothes. <laughs> okay. Right. And I, I told the story the other day about how at the parkour in the park, the public exercise equipment, it's a, I've been doing it to try to, you know, spruce up my workout, get a little more intensity there. Several machines that I like to work out on. Well, there have been kids playing on them and I've had to face down some of these kids. And it can be kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, nine-year-old, right, Leah? Nine-year-old girls <laughs> really gave me the stink eye the other day as I was <laughs> asserted myself as the adult in the situation and asked them to get off the, the piece of exercise equipment so that I could get on it. Right, I got a fantastic letter. Okay, first of all, I would just like to uh, just like to thank mm, Daisy. Okay, Daisy, Daisy emailed <laughs> Which is me. Which code? code name. Do you think it's her FYI. code name? Okay. Yes, it is. Okay, so Daisy emailed me. She's from Knoxville, Tennessee. First of all, she just said, "Don't give up." Stay on that course. Complete that workout. You go, girl. All right, so, Daisy, I was thinking of you yesterday when I'm, like, in my work clothes. I can't even get the dog's leash. I just have to tie the dog onto a rope. But I'm like, Daisy told me to go for it. Daisy told me to get back in that park course. And so even though I'm going to look ridiculous, like, working out in work clothes, I'm going to do it because this is the only hour I have. But she told me, here's the cat magic phrase to get those kids off the equipment. Okay, now. Be mindful. They have their own playground 50 yards away. I just want to do the parkour for like, you know, two minutes at a machine. And she's from Knoxville, Tennessee. She said, use this. Go on, get. <laughs> okay. Then she said, this works like a charm. She said, I know what you're thinking. Hmm, little country. But this is not country. This is something that kids understand. And she knows because Daisy and her husband, God bless them, they took custody of some nieces and nephews when they were 12 and 14. They had been a child-free couple until then, so they employed go on, get. And she said kids just inherently understand. It's simple. It's get. strong. Yeah. <laughs> get. So, Daisy, I was ready. I had the dog. I had the work clothes on. I was doing the, the sit-ups. You must have looked like a fool. I looked like an idiot. I know I did, but Daisy told me to keep doing that workout. And, Daisy, sad to report, no kids on any of the equipment oh, yesterday. Oh, no. You couldn't use get out, I get? I couldn't use go on, get. Oh, go on, get. Go on, get. Not and get out, get. No. <laughs> Go on, get. How about get up, get? <laughs> <laughs> but I am definitely going to incorporate go on, get into my vocabulary because, as Stacy said, kids understand it. They know what to do. How were the bootcut jeans on the equipment, it's by good. the way? It's good. <laughs> I just, no, I'm just it's checking. Good. I yeah. mean, you know, I, I was just wondering. Yeah, it looks Are good. Are you going to have your own new line of yeah. clothing now? <laughs> really? The working mothers? Yeah. Parkour slime? It was, it, what what, was, what yes. was tough was the squats, actually. The squats are tough. In the, well, Christy in the, Turlington had her line of clothes for she, yoga. You can do the parkour uh, work clothes. Uh, it was the dog on the rope. <laughs> that, that made me really look like like the crazy lady who had just like found the homeless lady had found the dog and was now doing the exercise equipment in clothes. But I didn't care. I had an hour, got it done, got home, called my mother-in-law. She's back, got the extra key. Get in and get. Go on, and those, get. get those groceries in the refrigerator. Go on, get the groceries in. So we're all okay. But Daisy, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're the Satellite Sisters. You can always contact us at SatelliteSisters.com. Lots going on on our website. You can listen live, you can podcast, and you can find out about our newest contest. You only have a couple more days left to get your acceptance speeches in. We're going to give you details. We got some great speeches yesterday. We're going to read some of your letters when we return. We're the Satellite Sisters. Satellite Sisters.
Satellite Sisters, that's right. I'm Sheila Dolan here with my sisters, Leon and Monica, and we're bringing you more of our Satellite Sisters Funniest Award Acceptance Speech Ever Contest. Yes. That's right. But first, I want to read mine. Oh, Sheila, this yeah. is exciting. Okay. Right. All right. I just wanted to uh, read my speech here. Here okay. we go. Okay. First of all, thank you so much. <laughs> um, I am entertaining Sheila, and I just want to thank you for this first award of the night. Because I know I need to be out of the building in 20 minutes because my credential expires. <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you so much for the most outstanding entertainment reporter who does not get out much. Wow. I'm thrilled. I'm honored to be the only reporter in this category because every one of my colleagues gets to go to junkets and award shows. <laughs> they get credentialed, but I have still proven, proven that one can report from a cozy couch and still be recognized. And I have a few people to thank. First of all, thank you to the Academy for refusing to credential me for three years in a row, but I carried on on my couch without you. I'd like to thank my sisters, that's right, for allowing me the freedom to review films I've never seen. <laughs> like Gothica. I mean, do you blame me? That's the funny line in my speech. That's true trust. Really, I thank them. And um, I, I also want to say thank you. Thank you to my local Vaughn supermarket for the wide selection of chips and dip, which have served me well night after night after night when I'm not out covering the red carpet. Okay, and finally... Oh, this is hard for me to say, but I really like to thank Nancy Odell. Yes, for making me feel like if she can report on her marriage and her baby and her hair extensions, her height, her struggle to overcome her former beauty queen image, I too can spew about my personal life and become a star. <laughs> oh, oh Sheila! Wow! You. Oh, boy. very moving. Thank very you so moving. Much. If you think you can top Sheila's award acceptance speech, go to SatelliteSisters.com. All the information is there. Here's the thing: you get to name the category. And you get to tell us who's awarding you the uh, the award and then write your speech in 100 words or less. We're going to pick the winner and announce it live on Monday's show, a gift basket to the winner. Okay, Sheila, I want to read a few of these we got in yesterday because we got a bunch of funny ones. All right, this is from Denise in Florence, South Carolina. She is getting the award for Bad Hair Day of the Year. Oh, right. Bad Hair Day of the Year. To the makers of that, quote, as good as salon, unquote, brand product that <laughs> stripped all the tint from my newly colored hair. Yeah. Oh, I cannot express my gratitude. And finally, to the hairdresser who shall remain nameless for her encouragement as I agreed to let her hack off six inches of my <gasps> hair and add layers. <laughs> may, may you be blessed as you make your career change to dog groomer. Oh, oh Denise, that's good, Denise. We love good it. stuff. Okay. Up next, this was a great one from Anne in Coon Rapids, Minnesota. She is running, winning in the category of best weight loss self-sabotage <laughs> female. Okay? Thank you. I feel so heavy with gratitude. I'd like to thank Food food Cub, or Cub Foods, for the price shocker sales on Moose Tracks ice cream and bakery fresh chocolate chip cookies. Your deals are too good to pass up. To that creepy old man at the gym, thanks for staring. <laughs> I'm especially grateful for all the times you've talked to yourself loudly about Jimmy Carter, aliens, and conspiracies. You make it easy for a girl to slip out of the gym without finishing a workout. Oh, and that is a good one. That's an excellent one. All right, here's one. Best supporting mother financial. 
Colleen Wright sent us this from Minnesota. Best Supporting Mother Financial Awarding Body, the U.S. Department of Education Comedy Division. Oh, right. Okay, wow. I cannot accept this award without thanking those responsible for it, my three children. With an unwavering commitment to excellence, they have won the coveted Most Expensive Child of the Month Award (laughs) for 12 precedented years. Unprecedented years. Their dedication leaves me exhausted, alone, and destitute. Oh, Oh, Colleen. Monica, you have one quick line? Yeah, I do. Well, it's it's also from Colleen. She just also wanted to win the Meanest Mom Award. Colleen. But last, she said, last but not least, I'd like to thank my husband who has played a wonderful good cop. You complete me. <laughs> okay, SatelliteSisters.com. They have all, we have all the, uh, the instructions there. Send us your acceptance speeches. Put acceptance speech in the subject line of the email. Coming up, wow, Sheila and Monica get ready for their big award show. I have some hot party tips for you guys. Thank okay? you, man. I know you're going to be out and about. Got some party tips. Stay with us for the Satellite Sisters. weekend we're the satellite sisters i'm sheila dolan here with my sisters leanne and monica leanne hey first i just want to remind people coming up later on in the show we're going to be talking to the author of unhooked uh the subtitle of the book is how young women pursue sex delay love and lose at both it's really a startling look at how girls in high school and young women in college are are you know, using sex, I don't even know the right word, how they feel about sex, love, and romance. And if you think it's not your daughter or it's not your son, you're probably wrong. I, I know after reading this book, I feel a lot more informed and a lot more scared. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking about that later on. All right, that's coming up later. But as mentioned, it is award show weekend. Of course, the Oscars are this weekend, but there's also another special award show in Santa Monica, which Monica and I are going to be covering. Sure. It's called the Independent Spirit Awards, right, Monica? We were there last year. We were there last year. There was a brown carpet. We actually got credentials. Did we get credentials this year, Monica, I picked up the credentials yesterday for us. Thank you very much. Now, explain to people what those are in case they're not entertainment reporters. Well, it's the day before the Oscars. (laughs) Yeah. It's a a luncheon. No, credentials. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Credentials. Oh, Oh, credentials are the, the big tags that you wear to be able to get in to cover the uh, it's for media. Uh, and you have to apply for those. And, like, for, for instance, at the Oscars, denied, I got down. rejected. So not everybody gets the actual credentials. It's, like, the okay to cover the event. That's right. So Monica okay. and I, two credentials, Monica. You'll be happy to know I picked them up yesterday. Are they color-coded like last year? So they... 
Do they allow us to go to the ladies' room? Because last year, I think we had some special credentials where you we had to stand in one spot, but we weren't allowed to use the ladies' room. That's right. <laughs> Hopefully, we've been bumped up this year, <laughs> Sheila. Yeah, that's right, Monica. We are, and we have to be in our spot by 11 a.m., Monica, or yes. they give up our spots. They assign you. This is the way it works. They have this sort of press. You, you know, red carpet. It's like a gauntlet, you know, where the press stands. And, of course, they start with... The TV, all right. the network TVs get like the prime spots. Then you kind of get down to, you know, the radio people yeah. at the end. But you have to stand in this little square and you, you can't move outside the square. And it's tiny. Actually, Monica and I are standing one behind each other. <laughs> I mean, that's how small the space is. But, but it is so much fun, especially if you've seen a lot of the movies. You know, it's just so much fun to see the actors and the directors and really the spirit award kind of focuses on the screenwriters and they give a lot of awards for independent films. They have like the John Cassavetes award, which is like for a first time filmmaker. I'm sure we won't recognize any of them, but they're still fun to talk it's to. It's never stopped us before. Remember, we didn't know who any of the actors from Crash were last year, and we kept talking to them. <laughs> well, it's just that, Sheila, you kind of fell apart when Ang Lee came down the red carpet there. Right. No, no, no. We'll be I, fine. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you together, but I looked down the list. I mean, we've seen quite a few of the movies. Half Nelson. Oh, could you say no more? Oh, you know what? I think we should just focus on Ryan Gosling. That is our strategy this year. You loved that movie. You loved his performance, and now you love him. And we've always loved him, right, Monica? Yes, we have. And <laughs> I went to see that movie based on Sheila's review. It was very moving. Oh, he's totally hot. Now, Monica, I want to inform you. I, there is a special off-site parking situation this year. We are we are further down than we were last year because oh. I saw the special signs for the trolley stop over by the tennis courts where I play. So we have quite a ways to go. So just want to warn you, wear your comfortable shoes, Monica. All right, I know you will be. And we will just, don't worry, we're going to team up and do it together. So that's the motto for tomorrow. Now you kind of have, you have to do the show on the weekend and then very quickly... Get get camera ready. Right, right. I, right. I loved when our producer Joanne DeLeas Young said, "So we're going to do hair and makeup." Well, in the bathroom downstairs <laughs> after the show will be our prep room. Yeah, yeah. That, that's There's such good lighting yes. in that in that. Yeah, bathroom we are going to prep right, just like we did last year, Monica. Yeah, we really knocked him dead last year. You know what? We managed to attract. Didn't George Clooney come over and talk? George to us? Clooney talked right at me. I had no idea what he was saying. Had the mic in his face. <laughs> This year, I'm not going to do that. My you're, not, fear, no. you're not going to fall apart? No, Kostra. I'm going to be totally cool. Together. I'm going to be totally cool. You know, Sheila and I, we were kind of gaga last year yeah. over the stars. We couldn't help it. It was just one after another. It was David Strathairn. <laughs> it was, you know, it, oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, you just, you go nuts. I mean, all of these people you admire. So we're going to keep it together this year. We're going to be independent. We're going to be spirited. And we're going to be the independent spirit. All right. All right. Excellent. Hey, by the way, I, it just happens upon this ad. If you're interested, you can watch the red carpet arrivals on Saturday on We, Women's Enter, We, the We channel. Okay. That starts at 1.30, and the actual awards start at 2 p.m. on the Independent Film Channel.
with a replay at 10 p.m. Saturday night on AMC. Well, thank you for those technical yeah. notes. Yes, I just you know just thought I might mention that it's being hosted by Sarah Silverman. She did it last year. She did a fine job, and we watched Do the you telecast. Actually, no, oh. you don't get to go in. No, we anything. don't get to go in, but we get food, good uh, press food. Oh, major buffet. Okay, they send us into a separate tent <laughs> next to where the award ceremony is actually going on, but we can see it on like closed circuit TV. But again, cannot use the bathroom. Okay, all right. <laughs> so don't so don't, don't, don't drink too much. Don't, we can't drink anything. Monica, I know you like the iced tea. Lay off, man. You're going to regret that. Yeah. Right. All right. I know also I heard you and Liz strategizing because last year, you know, Liz, she likes to be in the know. She likes to see who can be seen. And this weekend in your part of town here in Los Angeles, it's just lousy with stars, isn't it? Just everywhere you turn, oh, they're here it's for crazy. the Oscars. So you Do you guys... think they're going to be staying any at the Best Western where I am? <laughs> I no. told Liz, like, oh, there were hotel rooms available at the Best Western. I guess there isn't going to be a lot of Oscar stars no, staying no, no, there. No, 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 All right. So I know last year, didn't you go to the bar at the Four Seasons? Well, that's what we're doing again Liam this year. Neeson? Yes. Well, I saw this great insider's guide to some of the parties that are off the radar. So you might want to, I don't want to say stalk or stake out, but you might just want to be aware of who's going where Friday and Saturday night. Lee, and I have one question Friday night. Are these parties... Between seven and eight thirty PM. I know. Is that that's our window Actually, for party going. We bump the, the time up. It's four thirty to seven. Okay, that is our window. Okay. Right, because we wake up early on Saturday. All right. And Sheila turns into a pumpkin at like eight forty five. All right, well Joe Malone, the fragrance, you know, guru who yes. does the candles and everything, she's throwing a big party Thursday night. Thursday night at mm. the Sunset Tower. Hotel. Oh, on. I have one of her candles. I know. <laughs> okay. So well, that's you, tonight. Right. That is we gotta tonight. we got to get on board. So you can go tonight. We've Very been, fragrant. You know the Sunset Hotel and Towers. That's the bar we've been to before. Mm-hmm. Didn't your friend work there? All right. Liam. Helen Mirren's going to be there and Peter O'Toole. Oh, very okay. nice. All right. The night before, the big party seems to, or the big party seems to be the A-list director's party. That's being thrown at the Hotel Bel Air. Dang, I didn't get invited this year. No, but you know who did get invited? Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, <gasps> oh. okay, Jaiman Hansu, Ooh. Ed Zwick, your man, Mark Wahlberg. Okay? Oh, Marky Mark. Marty, Clint, <laughs> Marty. Steven, they're all going to be there. <laughs> oh, at the Bel- oh, okay. at the Hotel Bel Air, that's Friday, Friday night. night. So if you're out and about between 4 and 7.30, <laughs> you might want to stop there. <laughs> hey, Marty, you want to have a double espresso with me? Okay. All right, what else? All right, wander around Beverly Hills and look for Super Agent Ed Limato's home. Super Agent. They always call him that. You never see his name without the word Super Agent in front of it. Ed Limato, because at his private home there in Beverly Hills, he'll be throwing a party for his clients, such as Denzel, Steve Martin, and Halle Berry. Okay? And here's what you need to know about Ed's party. Do not, under any circumstances, wear a Donatella Versace (laughs) shirt. Because that's what Ed does. Donatella designs a special shirt for Ed Lamato, super agent. Is it open to the waist? I, I don't the know. Green it's flowers? like a Hawaii shirt. Yeah, it's like a Hawaiian shirt. He only wears it once every. So don't. I know that Donatella right. is doing some work for you. Don't don't have her do it. Sure, I'll just shirt. wear the gap stretch then. Okay, <laughs> yeah, just wear that. Okay. Finally, this sounds like an excellent party that you might want to after the Independent Spirit Awards cruise around and see if you can find Ron Burkle's home. Oh. In Beverly Hills, because a big party for Giorgio Armani is being thrown. That sounds excellent. That does sound excellent, doesn't it? That's Liz will crash that. That's Saturday night, and those are the big hitters. Because, uh, as many of us know, Armani hasn't been in town for the Oscars since '92. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's overdue. All right. So at that party, you can expect to see the Beckhams. Victoria and David oh, will my be in God. town. Tom Cat will be there. Ooh. Jennifer Lo- <laughs> Jennifer, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and Mark Anthony. Okay. George Clooney, Annette Benning, Warren Beatty, Steve Martin, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, that's out of control. They're all expected at the big Armani party. All right. Oh. I have to brush up on my catering wow. skills. I, I, I wonder, maybe I, I can... Wonder- I wonder who's going to be at the manager's reception in the of the lobby of the Best Western. <laughs> Just that's All right. where I'm going to be. Now there's there is one room for one sort of a half a person on the cozy couch. So if something if those don't you know fall through, yeah. maybe at my house I can stage a little a little party, little something a little something on the cozy couch. So what is so your who plan would that now? be? A very small actress. Reese this year. is tiny. She's Reese lost so has much turned weight. into a bird yeah. since the divorce. Okay. <laughs> That's good. And the feathered bangs, love it. We could have a little party. Actually, she lives in my neighborhood, I think. Yeah. So I could invite her over. Well, in your zip code anyway. (laughs) I would exactly (laughs) say in your neighborhood. No, I I have, um, well, I have a plan for the cozy couch. Of course, I was going to do full viewing on my cozy couch. Mm -hmm. I know Liz sometimes invites me over, but sometimes I don't feel like I want to view with anyone. Mm -hmm. The actual Oscar telecast. Sometimes I want to be alone. Okay. And I just, you know, of course I need to focus. Yeah. I need to focus all I can on that. Um, But if anybody else wants to invite me to anything, (laughs) I I am available. Okay. So Giorgio, we know first time in town since 1992, but Sheila is available. And you have, I'm sure, some Giorgio Armani (laughs) items around. I have something I could pass off as an Armani. Yes, I do. Oh, I can't imagine what that would be. Do you even have Giorgio Armani perfume? Uh, Or any of the home line? No, I don't. But I'll buy a Joe Malone candle and stink up the place, and we'll see what happens. Okay. We're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. Entertaining Sheila is coming up. She She wants to congratulate a few people and apologize to a few people in the entertainment community. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. And then later on, Unhooked. What we really need to know about what is going on with high school and college women, how they really feel about sex, love, relationships. Stay with us. Dolan here with my sisters, Leon and Monica. Leon just made a funny face at the CNN crawl. That's okay, Leon. Doesn't stop me. Just okay, staying sure. focused on my TV talk. Okay, okay well, yeah. Do, do a little TV talk. I don't watch a lot of shows. I'm more interested in the stories that come out of TV and the gossip, <laughs> of course. That's what I like to cover. So that's what's particularly interested. I've seen Grey's Anatomy quite a lot. You know, I think it's a good show. But I was really disturbed to see that Grey's Anatomy is thinking of a possible spinoff already. You're disturbed. Well, I what? think I think Why? I Why? think that a show, first of all, needs to give itself like five, six, seven years before it has a spinoff. Number one, okay. I think. You know, I don't know. I've, I've, I haven't tracked TV, but I can think of one show 
Joey, I oh. just want to mention that show, did not do well. And that came out of Friends. Right. I mean, that was the longest running, most popular, you know, biggest mm-hmm. moneymaker in TV, right? Besides yes. Seinfeld. Yes, you're correct on all those fronts. Okay, so I think the, it ran longer than Seinfeld. Okay, so here we go. ABC is mulling over what to do about Grey's Anatomy. They're thinking of a spinoff, and it would involve this. Chandra Rhimes is preparing a two-hour episode of Grey's, which will basically be around the Dr. Addison Montgomery character. Okay. All right. And, you know, funny, when I saw Kate Walsh, and I did see her, I didn't speak with her at the SAG Awards, <laughs> I noticed that she was all alone. She was spun off? She was she, spun off. <laughs> you know, she had already, the cheese stands alone. Yeah. I mean, she's already getting used to being out there on her own. So maybe this is all strategic now right. looking back. Well, Sheila, didn't she, I read when she first came on to Grey's Anatomy, that was a part that was written, Just she was just supposed to be on for a couple of episodes. Right. But well, she did well and she got they got a good response to her character, so that's why she has a permanent gig and I do like I do like her character and she is you know she's unhappy with McSteamy of course and she's unhappy with her job so they're thinking okay what they're going to do in May they're going to have a two-hour Grey's Anatomy with this possible spin-off pilot packed in there where Addison is considering a job out of town where she's just going to start into family practice all right so this is going to be a little bit of a cliffhanger and to see how that goes yeah so, I mean, of course, you know, they're going to need to find some actors. Yeah. And I, you know. <laughs> That's what happens. And right. I know who they're going to find right away. I know who's at the top of the list. Who I could just see is going to be arriving on the first episode in Rollerblades. And that is Heather Graham. Don't, okay. Isn't she always on any spinoff or any, you know, thing that doesn't take off? She's there. I mean, she's there in Rollerblades. So I'm sure Heather Graham will be in the spinoff. Of Grey's Anatomy. Okay. <laughs> is she right. spinning off with mm. McSteamy or McDreamy? Or are they staying put? Well, we don't know that. That's okay. going to be part of the cliffhanger. Wow. And I also think one more note on that is I think they just need, I, they, I, they need to recover from the Isaiah Washington thing. Uh, maybe this is Shonda Rhimes' strategy to recover. Just keep moving. Okay. Just keep spinning off. Do you think Meredith's going to die? I hope not. I she mean, didn't look very good on the preview <laughs> last night. I mean, she looked okay. kind of great. Right. I can't even watch the show anymore because I find it ridiculous, and yet it seeps into my being from the promos, the endless promos that are run for it. So uh, just wondering, is she going to die? All right, more news from Hollywood. Hey, I have to first congratulate and apologize to Marsha Cross, who had twin girls in L.A. That's right. She gave birth to two daughters. Yeah. Uh, the names are Eden and Savannah, mm-hmm. and her father is a very cute stockbroker, Tom Mahoney. He is cute. He seems like just a very normal guy. Mm-hmm. Good for her. And, you know, remember when she was put on mandatory bed rest? Right. And I sort of not made fun of her, but I sort of ragged into her a little bit about, well, you know. Well, you actually were quite <laughs> jealous that somehow you thought bed rest was a vacation and that, you know, moving the production of uh, Desperate Housewives seemed extreme. Like, how come you couldn't get that kind of service from satellite systems? Right. And she got all that special treatment and all yeah. of that. Well, well, she's a star. She got special treatment because she had twins and she's 44. Yeah. She needed to rest. You got to read the whole story. So I'm sorry, Marsha. I just want to apologize. <laughs> okay. Congratulations on the girls and here's another little tidbit which i mean these two names came out of the woodwork tristan ryan are expecting a baby oh good yeah from the ba- nice couple from the bachelorette and i think next to um angelina and brad this is going to be the cutest baby in america oh yeah oh my gosh he is adorable <laughs> and she's very cute too yeah. and so <laughs> yes. 
I'm sure that they will have a very, very cute baby in Vail, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, baby news. Sheila. It's a whole new side of entertaining, Sheila. You didn't know I was nice. No, I didn't. It's like your heart grew 10 sizes yesterday. What happened? It's like a Grinch. All right. Uh, coming up next, you're going to want to stay tuned. The, the topic is the attitude that girls have, high school girls, college women, about sex, love, dating relationships the book is called unhooked how young women pursue sex delay love and lose at both i'm telling you if you're a parent uh, of a boy or a girl you are going to want to stay tuned because there is some disturbing news we're going to be talking to author laura session step stay with us Satellite Sisters, I am Sheila Dolan here with my sisters, Leanne and Monica. And sisters, as a mother yes. of a grown woman, 24 years old, I am so glad the middle school and high school years are over because it is so hard out there watching them grow up as a young girl. Well, you know, Sheila, we're going to be talking to Laura Sessions Step in a minute. She's the author of Unhooked. How Young Women Pursue Sex, Delay Love, and Lose at Both. And we're talking about the phenomenon of hooking up. It has a pretty wide definition. You know, every everything from just kidding, kissing to actual sex. And it is sort of, it's kind of the end result of the sexual revolution. And it's a place, I think, if you read Laura's book, you didn't actually expect that this is where we would end up. Laura Session Step, welcome to Satellite Sisters. Thanks for being here. I'm delighted to be with you all. Okay, Laura, Monica and I read your book. Monica's not a parent. I am. <laughs> We're both kind of sad and dazed and mystified and kind of sick to our stomach. Was I, I don't know how else to describe it. Is this the reaction that a lot of parents and women have a had lot, reading yeah, your book? Yeah, they say mm -hmm. it's very depressing. <laughs> I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to depress people. But, um, but yeah, there there is a reaction. You know, this is one of those things that you you can't really see on the until you sort of go deep into young women's lives. They're not certainly going to tell us this. I'm a parent too, um, and and you know you you have to kind of really get to know what's going on in the group and get and sort of listen to them for a long time before you figure out that what what all this means well you did unhooked is really a remarkable work of journalism you're a writer for the washington post and you have been in touch with this story for a long time but you spent a lot of time with high school and college girls and you got their impressions of how they feel about sex and love and long-term relationships, who their biggest influences are. It's not all Britney Spears' fault, apparently. <laughs> Laura, were you surprised when you started having conversations with these girls about how they really felt about oral sex, no big deal? Did that shock you, or were you prepared? Well, you know, in 1999, I wrote a story about oral sex in my son's own middle school. So I had, which is really kind of what prompted me to start writing about the sexual lives of America's teenagers. And so I've done that now for almost 10 years. So the oral sex back then, it sure as heck had surprised me. Yeah. <laughs> that was before Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky made it a household word. And uh, and the parents, other parents and I were, were very shocked. Um, 
But I came to hear it, hear about it more and more, and I don't want to alarm your listeners thinking that, you know, all middle schoolers are doing this. It's still, you know, contained within a small group of, of kids at most schools. Um, but it sort of starts that, that idea that sex is divorced from love or feeling and um, and emotions, and then that, that kind of then morphs into a kind of pattern of hooking up for some young women and young men that continues all the way through their 20s in some cases. It's, it's hard for me to imagine young girls not being emotional because, I mean, all, every book, every movie, you know, everything we read and everything we know about being a young girl is we're right. very emotional <laughs> creatures. Right. Emotional right. wrecks. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're hard. You know, they say they want romance and love, and they go to they watch all those movies, and um, you know what? But they can't. They also know, and they also the messages they hear from parents are, you know, you need to, you know, number one, be a straight A student. I'm going to exaggerate this a bit to make a point, but but be a straight A student. You know, get on the varsity lacrosse team. You know, apply to the best schools. um, Look. You know, look ahead to where you're going in life, you know, in job-wise. I'll give you a great example. There's a young woman who was 21 when I met her, and she told me about when she was 14, she had a boyfriend, and he broke up with her, and she was crying. And um, her mom walks in the kitchen and says, what's wrong? And she said, oh, Billy broke up with me. And her mom keeps going, doesn't stop, says, oh, at your age, you don't need a boyfriend. So at that point, you know, she remembered that seven years later, just as much as it had happened the day before. And so I'm talking to this young woman a little bit more, and I say, so do you have, well, so do you have a boyfriend now? She said, oh, no, I don't have time for a wee. I don't have time for a for wee. wee. College is all about me. I don't have time for a wee. And when you think about that, that's something like a career woman in her 30s might say. Exactly. Like, wow, just don't have time. You think... Wow, what better time than to fall well, stupidly exactly. in love with college? No, when, when <laughs> high school is meant to, you know, you're meant to fall in and out of love. Right. In college, you're meant to experiment not only with your sexuality but with your love. And, and really, so many of us of a certain age went to college not to get married or find our mate particularly, but to have the first major significant relationship outside of our parents. And we looked forward to that. And I don't hear that in these young girls. You know, I think we had this conversation earlier in the office, Sheila and I, that people of our generation maybe think, oh, it's no different than it was Mm -hmm. when we were in college or high school. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. people were having casual sex then. Mm -hmm. It's really no different. But it is. Laura, you were there. You talked to dozens of high school girls and college girls. Describe the difference, the actual physical difference of what they're doing versus casual sex of the 60s and 70s. Well, I think one um, alcohol is involved in almost every hookup that I know about. It, it is mentioned wow. on every page in your book. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, 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 alcohol. It is. I mean, I have never. I never. I don't know any hookup that occurred in a sober state. Um, so that tells you something right there. You wouldn't have to drink yourself stupid in order to hook up with someone if if there was some if you were doing something that made you comfortable right right that you really wanted to do that's number 1 two when you talk about casual love or casual sex you know there was in at least in my experience the experience of people and, and young women in my college we we still sort of liked the guy you know we kind of really thought well maybe we'll have this sex but you know it, maybe it'll turn into something more um 
uh, young women don't have that as often now. It 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 tends to be uh, at its most extreme. It is kind of everyone's hooking up at the party or the frat house that night, and he looks kind of cute. And you know, let's just hook up. Um, In some cases, Laura, you describe there's actually no words exchanged. Right. Like very few words right. exchanged. It's just mm-hmm. like an eye contact. Let's go to the back room and do whatever we think is hooking up from, you know, intercourse to oral sex. And then and then disappear, go back to the party. Right, right. Now, you know, I have to put in a disclaimer here. Please. Uh, wait, you know, you're hard, it's hard to come up with statistical proof of any kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and kids lie. And kids lie. Kids yeah. lie about it. Or Definitely. To maybe it's two kids in the class doing it, but 20 people but claim 20 to people have been there. Say, say, right, exactly. Um, but there, the differences are in, in the lower income, the, with the lower income girls, a couple of them that I followed, they didn't use the same terms as some of the girls in the more privileged families. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this one young woman would say, well, yeah, he just had sex with me. and I lay there and watched television, you know, and was that a hookup? Well, I, I don't know what it was, she'd say. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if it, it, it sounded like a hookup to me, but she might not use that word. Um, but, again, it was that, you know, sex and love were, were just completely um, bifurcated. I mean, they just, you know, they were two different things to her and, and to, to the other young women. Now, occasionally a hookup can turn into a, into a honey, you know? Mm-hmm. He, oh, well, that's good to know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, okay. Like... Thank God. Some things never <laughs> yeah, change. No, I mean, oh, that's true. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I, I did see that happen. Um, but, but it's not, you know, the majority of them don't, um, you know, Laura, what is depressing is that you think you try to take the long, you know, view for some of these 15 and 16 year old girls you describe in the book who their weekends seem to be a lot of alcohol, right. a lot of random sex. Right. They were interviewed by you with parents in the room. Mom is in the room saying, <laughs> rolling her eyes, going, wow, can you believe her life? And you think, how are they ever going to have a stable relationship 15 yeah. years from yeah. now mm-hmm. yeah. if you don't have a little bit of heartbreak and a little bit of love and a little bit of crush? Right. Do you right. worry about the girls that you talk to? Well, that's, um, you know, in the last section of my book, I, I write just about that, the implications. And it's told through the story of Alicia, who um, hooked up a good bit her first two and a half years of her life and then got into an eight-month relationship her senior year in college and she writes about how hard, how ultimately satisfying it was and which I wanted to end on a high note you know that this doesn't always destroy girls forever but she wrote about how difficult it was for them to trust each other um even oh, though she the, and her spouse she, she and her she and her partner she and her partner senior she and senior year in college because they both hooked up so much Oh, yeah. yeah. And hooking up is, you know, they were afraid, well, he may be hooking up on the side and I don't know it. Right. How can you stop once this pattern of behavior has started? All right. Laura Sessions' step is going to stay with us. Unhooked is the name of the book. You can go to SatelliteSisters.com for more information. Fortunately, Laura does have some advice for parents because I want to get into that a little bit more. What are really the influences for this behavior and what can parents do if they're concerned about their daughters and their sons? 866-33. Three Sister is our number at Satellite Sisters. Stay with us.
are the Satellite Sisters. I'm Sheila Dolan here with my sisters, Leanne and Monica. And we're talking about the phenomenon of hooking up. That's right. Our guest uh, is Laura Sessions-Step. She's a journalist for the Washington Post. And I know Laura's a busy journalist, so she has to scoot here in just a few minutes. But we're going to continue talking about this at 866-33-SISTER. Her book is Unhooked. It really is an eye-opening book for parents about what is going on really going on with high school kids and college kids and their views on sex and love and relationships. Laura, would you recommend that a mother give this book to her high school daughter? Absolutely. In yeah. fact, I would I would recommend they start giving it out about ninth grade. Um, I had a woman yet last night at the bookstore signing say, I have my 14-year-old daughter. I don't know if I want her to read this because it is, it tells, it talks, has girls quoted. And they say. That are 15, that are 14. Yeah, right. exactly. And they say it, you know, they use words like vagina in this book and, and things like that. And I'm saying, is your daughter, does she know about hooking up? And this woman says, oh, well, yeah. I said, well, then give it to her. Right. Will, will this make her do it? I said, oh, for heaven's sakes, no. No, believe me, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, it'll make her run away from it. You know, you we know? just have a minute or two, but if parents could take, like, one thing away, like, I just, there's so much in the book, I would encourage you to read it. But if you had one thing to say to parents on what you could say to your daughters, uh, you know, to encourage them to, Try a real relationship or try intimacy instead of sex. What would you say? I would say, number one, look at your own relationships and what you model in your own home. Okay. Because girls pay a lot of attention to that. And they see, they say, mom and dad don't look like they've ever been in love. I don't want that. Or they'll say, you know, they argue all the time. I don't ever see them resolving their problems. How do they even work through that? So help help your daughters understand what's going on in within the home environment number 1 and then two be completely open to listening to them describe and ask them good questions to describe what's going on in their school not in a judgmental way but as a reporter would i'll say things like i don't really understand the word hooking up what does that mean mm-hmm. or tom and mary are hooking up what does that mean mm-hmm. is that a good thing or a bad thing in other words just get them to talk about it all right. Laura Sessions Step, thank you so much. I know you have more work to do, but we appreciate it. We're sticking with this at Satellite Sisters. We're going to talk to Brittany. She's 21. She said she did some hooking up in high school and college, but now she's in a serious relationship. So we're going to talk to her. We're going to get to your calls, 866-33-SISTER, 866-337-4783. Stay with us. sisters Leon and Monica and we are taking your calls right now on hooking up are you a parent are you a college student do you, are you familiar with the phenomenon with young people of what I would call it just super 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 casual sex 
no intimacy, no relationship at all, and sometimes multiple partners in one evening, right, Leanne? Exactly, as described in the book Unhooked by Laura Session-Step. For more information on Laura's book, you can go to SatelliteSisters.com. But, Sheila, one of the things that comes through in the book and then in talking to Laura is that we have given young women mixed messages. How so, Leanne? You can do anything, you know. Go for it. You don't need a man. You know, you don't need a boyfriend right now. You just need to get great grades. You need to be on the on the teams or in the theater department. You know, let's start thinking about law school. So let's get, you know, all those extracurricular activities so you can get into a great college. And those kind of messages have really backfired. Girls have internalized them, according to Laura Session Step, as, okay, well, I don't have time for a relationship or a boyfriend. But I but, am competitive. Right. You know, rightly, and they're very very competitive and everything and academics and sports and this is another way to be competitive right and how many boys you hook up with right wow and that is how scary. sort of casually you can treat it afterwards is a sign of kind of how cool you are and how popular you are 866-33-SISTER is our number let's talk to Brittany she's calling us from Minneapolis hey Brittany how are you hi good thank you I'm glad you called in you're 21 Okay, mm-hmm. and you say that now you're in a serious relationship, but were you familiar with hooking up when you were in high school or college? Did you do it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What does that mean, Brittany? Because, you know, we feel old now and we don't have college kids. <laughs> so when you say, oh, yes, like in high school, what did that mean for you? What did the phrase hooking up mean? Um, mostly in high school it was more about the um, the oral sex, I guess, and there was um, a little bit of the sex on the side, but that's what it really was. Like, early years of high school, everyone was doing it. And, and was and, it at school or at parties? No, um, at parties or just um, you'd meet up just to do that solely to, to hang out and, and hook up. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, did you consider oral sex sex? No. Okay. Oh, okay. So I that think was that's just a big difference. Part of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And afterwards, Brittany, were you happy? With this type of relationship with boys? It didn't really uh, affect me um, the way I felt about myself until I started to actually hook up and have sex um, in, like, college. Uh Uh-huh. And then a lot of alcohol was involved, and I felt awful, and I would be sick because I felt so disgusting, and, you know, I was not proud of myself. Would you talk to your friends about the feelings you had afterwards, say, a big party Saturday night? You got wasted, you hooked up. The conversation the next day you had with your friends, was it about regrets or was it about the party the night before? It was actually more usually about regrets, like I don't know why I did that. Mm-hmm. And what did they say, the same thing? Yeah, we didn't. We weren't really proud of ourselves the next morning, and then we'd kind of forget about it, and, and um, it would happen again, and again we weren't proud of ourselves. And so, So what's happening with you now? Um, when I met uh, my boyfriend about um, three years ago, um, he's just it for me. And um, but he'd also been in the same situation, like he was doing some hookups too. And, and it's once we found each other, we, we never have wanted anything else now. So you, it, is trust an issue for you guys, though? Do no. you Do you worry? Okay. And, you know, because we're worried about you, Brittany. We're worried about <laughs> girls in your age group that you aren't going to recognize a great relationship or a great guy. But you sounds like you actually have that you understand, I have. yeah. And we're going to get married, but I, so many other people my age are still doing this. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've grown out of it, and um, so many people I know are still getting drunk, still getting laid. 
so. All right. Brittany, your call has been really enlightening. We appreciate it here at Satellite Sisters. 866-33-SISTER is our number, 866 866- Three three seven forty seven eighty three. Well, I think she's an exception, Leanne. Well, I mean, you, know, you know, it's not all bad news. I mean, Laura does say at the end, kids work through it, but uh, Brittany seems to have learned pretty early. I mean, you do worry, as a parent, you worry about STDs. Right. And, Don't the girls worry about STDs and pregnancy? And... You know what? A lot, according to statistics cited in Unhooked, more kids use condoms now than they did 20 years ago. So actually, they are protecting themselves. But at some point when you're really having multiple parties and there's lots of alcohol involved, you know, mistakes are going to be made and things are going to happen. But Mm -hmm. it is interesting to hear Brittany say, you know, she and her friends talked about the regrets afterwards because I think the sense you get from some of the younger girls mentioned in the book that Laura talked to is the bravado. You yeah, know, they, they, they felt empowered. Right. It made them more popular, some, right. of the, some of the girls. And I'm sure that's true in... At some schools and some girls' cases. I think it catches up with you. By the time you're old enough to know what's really going on, Mm -hmm. I mean, I heard her say that. I could tell. Mm -hmm. By the time she got to college, it started setting, setting in. You know, this is not good for my self-esteem. It's a dangerous pattern. Yeah. You know, we've had Dr. Drew Pinsky on the show before. He's the host of Loveline, and he also hosts a lot of shows on the Discovery Channel. And so he's in touch with college kids all the time. And his, you know, he's talked to them about this issue, and he said, you know, the boys do not have the same regrets about the behavior as the girls. You just cannot measure the boys, not that many regrets. The girls, like almost to a woman, had regrets about the behavior. And then he cited over and over again, drugs and alcohol, drugs and mm-hmm. alcohol. That's what's involved. All right, Bonnie has a question I think a lot of us may be asking ourselves. Bonnie calling us from Minneapolis. Hey, Bonnie, you're on with the Satellite Sisters. Hi. I guess I'd like to know, especially with the middle school kids, where are they hooking up? Because if they can't drive and they're having parties, where are the parents? I, I, I know, Bonnie. It is surprising. Hey, I got a middle schooler. I want to know, too. But, you know, they're alone. Every once in a while they stay at after-school programs or they go to somebody's house. I mean, I know we've had experts on the show that say most sex is happening in parents' own homes while they are downstairs. Well, Um, I have an 8th-grade daughter and a ninth grade son, and we monitor very closely who they're with and where they're going. And since alcohol seems to be a problem, our school district has asked parents to sign a pledge that if kids are going to be at their homes, they won't have any alcohol there. You know what? It's hard to believe you actually, as a parent, have to sign a pledge. Uh, that that would seem pretty obvious. Let's not give the the eighth and ninth graders alcohol. But I, that's I, good though to send a message. It Liam. does. No, I agree. It's just hard to believe that like all parents aren't already on board with that because it does seem to be absolutely key in this mm-hmm. kind of behavior that a lot of alcohol is involved. Now, Bonnie, do you talk to your kids about? very specifically this thing of hooking up have you talked to them about that i have and they also they both seem to one is in high school one is in middle school uh-huh. they both seem to say that they haven't seen it they've heard of it but none of their friends are doing it but my other question is why aren't we focusing on boys telling them that this is not right for them to be asking girls to do well i think it's Good fair point. enough i mean i'm the mom of boys laura's book 
Laura's book Unhooked does just focus on girls. Mm -hmm. But uh, she said, the obviously, the other important piece of the puzzle is boys. It's the whole idea of respect. I mean, what are you thinking about young girls if you if, if you insist on this, you know, and just let it let it happen? All right, Bonnie, thank you for your phone call. We're the Satellite Sisters, 866-33-SISTER, 866-337-4783. I think we have time for Lawrence calling us from Minneapolis. Hey, Lawrence, you're on with the Satellite Sisters. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. Oh, here's, well, a, here's, a, here's a male's perspective, and probably an older male's perspective, and you talked about it coming out of the uh, last break, where you talked about mixed messages. And part of the messages that have been given to a lot of women is you're the same as men. Well, emotionally and physically, women are not the same as men. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is you have a lot of women who are out there trying to emulate the bad behavior of men, and I'll call most men dogs, and, and you know, the, you said it, I, not us, Lawrence. I'll, I'll hold steadfast to that one. And the consequences are far greater for women than they are for men. And until women recognize that at an early age, it's going to continue. And I'll give you one other point that I, I find interesting. When I was growing up, I used to see a lot of girls who wanted to grow up to be like their mothers. Yes. What I see today is a lot of mothers who want to grow up and be like the little girl. <laughs> Lawrence, that is an interesting observation. And remember mm-hmm. what Laura Session Stepp said, that you have to see what you're modeling at home. But I think to your point, Lawrence, I mean, that is true. Girls now, we are encouraging them. And you would think, though, as a parent, that that was a positive thing. Uh-huh. You know, you don't think that that message is going to backfire, that you can be anything, you can do anything. But that pressure that parents are probably inadvertently putting on their daughters has resulted. They can correlate the teen girls drinking now. That's the same rate as teen boys binge drinking. And that's a big difference in the past. And again, as alcohol seems to fuel a lot of this kind of behavior, it really does get you thinking. Well, I cannot encourage you enough to pick up Unhooked. For more information, you can go to our website, SatelliteSisters.com. The book uh, is really eye-opening. It's a great warning for parents of younger kids. And uh, you heard Laura Session Step say, yes, if you have a teenager, let them read it too, because it might shed some light on some of the behaviors they're seeing around them. We're the Satellite Sisters. sisters Leah and Monica and it's time for believe it or not and I'm excited because I missed a week when I was on vacation oh wow so I am fresh and oh, Monica you, oh you missed the self-cleaning underwear that <laughs> I made up oh that's too bad I think I'm gonna win this week but our listener player might win and said hey Lisa from Cleveland are you ready to play believe it or not I sure am Oh, we're excited you're on. Okay, Monica's going to go over the rules right now. Okay, let's get started. You know, it's a time in the show when I try to stump you. I usually present three news stories from the past week. Two are true and one I made up. But I couldn't help myself this week. The theme is 
Oscars, believe it or not. Oh, oh wow. yeah. How well do you know the Oscars? So I have three trivia facts about the Oscars. Okay. You ready, Lisa? Two ready. Or- I think I think I should hang up now then. Oh, oh. you're not an Oscar. <laughs> you're not- oh, well, you know what? You might be able to make a guess as well as the other sisters, okay? So we'll just get started. And if time allows, I'm even going to throw in a bonus question this week. Okay. Story number one or fact number one. It's about the Oscar statuette. The Academy has a rule that if an Oscar winner decides they no longer want their statuette, they must offer to sell it back to the Academy for a dollar. Okay. Despite this rule, a couple of Oscars have wound up in auctions over the years. And in fact, Steven Spielberg has purchased two of these and donated them back to the Oscar. So fact number one is about the Oscar statuette. All right. Okay. We're playing, we're playing, believe it or not. Try to guess which two Oscar trivia facts are true and which is not. Fact number two, it's a tie. There have, on, there have only been two ties for a major award in Oscar history. In 1968, Katherine Hepburn for The Lion in Winter and Barbara Streisand for Funny Girl tied for Best Actress. Hmm. <laughs> Story number two. I mean, fact number two, it's a tie. Okay. Fact number three. Best in Show Sweep, the only films to win Best Picture, Director, Actor, Actress, and Screenplay were, there were three of them, Citizen Kane in 1941, Patton in 1970, and The Silence of the Lambs in 1991. So that is... Best in show sweep. All right. Okay. Wow, Lisa, you're not the, alone. These, these are, are hard. hard. But I'll just go over. So I made up one of these facts. Okay. It's either the fact about the Oscar statuette. Yeah. You got to give it back to the Academy for a dollar or sell it back. The fact about the tie for uh-huh. the best actress that year, Katherine Hepburn and Barbara Streisand. And the fact about the three films that just won all sort of the best in show prizes okay all right lisa we're gonna go I right made to up you. one of those we always go right to our listener player because it, it, we just do <laughs> <laughs> monica where's the bonus question i think i need the lifeline oh, oh, oh well it's not really a, a, a lifeline Let, let's it's we'll not... try to answer this one and then we'll go on with the bonus <laughs> <Okay>. one <laughs> okay, okay pick pick anything lisa <laughs> i'm gonna go with number three all right the, the sweep you think okay all right sweep sweat all right and what why I'm not sure that Silence of the Lambs was as big of a winner as as that. Okay. All right. There you go, Lisa. I agree with you, Lisa, but I'm going to give another answer. I'm going to give B. I'm going to give the Hepburn-Streisand tie, because if those two had tied for the best best actress, (laughs) there would have been a major uh, slapdown on the stage, and we would have heard about it. Okay, that's my answer. Of course. Leon? All right. I am going to agree with Lisa, but it's for different reasons. I don't remember any women in Patton, so I don't remember that there would have been a best actress candidate in that film. Oh, Leon, always thinking. I don't remember any women. Leon, always thinking. Lisa, 
always thinking <laughs> I did make up number three. <gasps> All right. Oh, my okay? gosh. Okay, but here's the thing, Lisa. You said the reason was you didn't think the Silence of the Lambs won that many awards. It's actually the only one I listed that did that win did. all oh. those awards. Okay, <laughs> so that's crazy. So you're right, Lisa. You know nothing. <laughs> no, but it was a good guess. So Silence of the Lambs won everything: Best Picture, Director, Actor, oh. Actress, and Screenplay. I was surprised also. The other two films to sweep like that were It Happened One Night in 1934. Sure, Claudette Colbert. She's quite an actress. She, she, of course, she was in that film. But you're right, Leanne, she was not in Patton. No. <laughs> that was, oh, well, that was a giveaway. And the other film that won the sweep was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in 1975. Oh, Good yeah, that, that woman that played the nurse. One. Nurse Ratchet. That's Nurse Ratchet. Right. Nurse Ratchet. Does anyone Let's stab pull. at the bonus question? Okay, what is it? There are two Oscar families with dynasty status. I made that up. What two families have three generations of Oscar winners? Just give me the last names. Two big Hollywood families, three generations of Oscar winners. Okay, Lisa. Fondas. Fondas. Good, good guess. Any, and what's the other family, Lisa? Oh, I, I might need your help. He was in Fatal Attraction, Douglas, um, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas or the Barrymores. Okay, wrong, wrong, wrong. I'm sorry, you gals. Okay. <laughs> it was uh, the Houston family. Okay. Oh, Angelica. Yeah. Three generations? Yeah. Walter Houston, Best Supporting Actor, 1948. John Houston, Best Director, Angelica Houston. Oh, okay. And, Leanne, I'm surprised, the Coppola family. Oh, oh darn. There was, like, Carmine, Francis. Then we got to get Nick Cage in there. He's part of the family. Sophia. Sophia Coppola. Yeah. So, anyways. Mark, Mark Jacobs is in the family. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. All okay. right. Lisa, hang on the line. Joanne's going to get your information. You were an excellent player. Very game. We appreciate um, that. You guys are so much fun to listen to. Thanks, Lisa. We appreciate that, too. Oh, I love hearing that. If you want to tell us anything nice, you can go to SatelliteSisters.com. <laughs> Just nice things. It'd be good for our self-esteem, <laughs> wouldn't it? Monica, excellent job with Believe It or Not. You're going to be in the studio tomorrow for Lab Rats. That's exciting. Air fresheners. Wow. <laughs> You're going to want to podcast that one. Ooh. Don't miss. We're the Satellite Sisters.